Hi, and welcome to the Reclamation Project Podcast. We're so glad that you're here, that you're listening, and hopefully that you are a part of the conversation. Today, we're continuing our our discussion on building and on the things that we build, from building foundations to building walls to building up pride. Uh, We've talked about how we build things in our life, how we build up skills, how we build up attributes, characteristics, uh, how we build up foundations and, and support that help us through this life. And today, I think that's going to continue. And with that, what we're talking about is we're talking about building up confidence. And some of you may be saying, hey, wait a second, pride, confidence, kind of the same thing. Uh, yes and no. I think that this subject matter is really different from pride. Uh, it can coincide quite a bit, but what we're going to talk about is a different type of confidence, a confidence that I think we all need in order to build up our lives and to, to function well. Um, I think it's important to have confidence in a lot of different areas. So we're going to talk about confidence today. We're going to talk about having confidence in the, the things that we do, the things that we say, the things that we think. Um, we're going to be talking about how we have confidence in our everyday lives and the decisions that we make and how we can do that better and better each day. So let's talk about confidence. Gary, what what would you say is the one thing that people lack confidence the most in? Well, it usually stems from, um, if, you, if you define it by the opposite word, so a lack of confidence could be a lack of self-esteem. Uh, and a lot of that is based on all of your, your history past. But it's interesting because one of the synonyms of confidence is certainty. And if you remember back few podcasts ago and all the way back to our relationship podcast, we talked about the soul IDs, those internal demands that God places in all of us. And certainty was one of them, which by the way, is a synonym of confidence. Certainty is feeling safe, uh, sure of yourself, all, all the self words, self-confidence, self-awareness, you know, self-help, all those f- have a, a a foundation in the word confidence. And I think, um, usually I think if you talk to people and ask them what they're not confident about, I think some of those would be the same thing that phobias are speaking in front of a person or in front of a group of people, uh, being isolated and standing out above whatever, all the focus on you, uh, makes you feel really, uh, have a lack of confidence and confidence or a lack of breeds fear. And that's, that would go, you know, that's contradictory to the, the series that we're doing right now. Yeah, and so I think building up confidence is is really important. And one of the things you said there was self-awareness. And I think that's where I see building up confidence uh, being mm-hmm. one of the, 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 the biggest places that we need to build up confidence is, is, is kind of in that synonym of self-awareness. Because mm-hmm. um, when we're self-aware, we understand who we are. We're confident, more confident in who we are. We're, we're more able to move freely when we're more confident. We're, we're able to know what we need to do, know when we need to do it, know how to do it when we're more self-aware. Um, I think that that's one of the biggest ones because I think that through that, you can find out when you need help. You can find out when you need support. You can figure out mm-hmm. when, when you need to lean on people when your expectations need to change, when you're self-aware, when you're confident about what you need and who you are and what's going on in your life, I, I think you become more self-aware and therefore you can reach out to people more easily because of the confidence that is inside of you. Yeah, and I think confidence, if you're confident in yourself, the end result is almost secondary. So if I, if 
I want help from you and I have the confidence that whether your answer is right or wrong, it won't affect me. Uh, if it's right, uh, in other words, if you say something, if you have to say something hard to me, you know, Gary, what I've noticed about your character is most people shrink away. And so they don't have the confidence in themselves, the self-awareness piece you talked about, to hear uh maybe constructive criticism. And so that fear keeps them from asking. So fear being the arch nemesis, obviously of confidence. Yeah. And I think along with that, as we talk about having confidence there is when you're not self-aware, I think you have a tendency to shrink back a a tendency to question whether or not you should talk to somebody, whether I, I, I think it even has, and creates issues with phobias of uh, social anxiety. Oh, correct. Right. Because when you don't have that confidence and this is something that I deal with all the time is when you don't have that confidence, you become um, one of these people that questions all the, all the motives of the people around them. You become that person who uh, questions what people are thinking about you, what they're, what they're thinking when you're talking, how they, how they perceive your intelligence, how they perceive Mm -hmm. what you're, what you're all about. Um, how they perceive your integrity at, at, at work. I, I, I wonder sometimes, and when I am lacking confidence, I'm wondering what are people thinking about the way that I work, about the work that I'm doing, the quality of it, what it looks like, um, my proficiency in that. Um, and so I think when you don't have that confidence, it can give you a social anxiety. It can give you um, also with that social anxiety, a desire not to talk to people mm-hmm. and not to, seek out relationships and which we've talked about in previous podcasts that's what really we're supposed to be about is about loving god and loving each other right so Mm -hmm. um if we have that social angst because we're not confident then we have issues with having relationship and i'll be honest as anything transparent as as anything is that's where i've struggled in the past couple years is i've realized that Mm -hmm. my social anxiety and my lack of confidence in social circles has led me to a place where relationships are few and far between. And I, I really have to work yep. at becoming more confident in those it, things. word intentionality. You have to be more intentional at it. And, you know, I think the lack of confidence exposes the lies. And what I mean is each of us have a story in our head about us. And in all honesty, oh, let's take your example then, Jeremy. In all honesty, I'll bet very few, if any people at your work think about the quality of your work or what you're doing. We have, we put that pressure on us on ourselves, and, uh, and so I think the lack of confidence exposes all those lies, the, the, uh, negative narrative we tell about ourselves. Cause if I, if I ask this person something, he's going to think I'm stupid. <laughs> they may not think that at all. In fact, I love when people ask me questions. My first thought is what a moron. My first thought is, well, there's someone who has a desire to understand something that's positive. But if he stops at that point, it exposes the, the, uh, the negative narrative that he's telling himself and that erodes self-awareness and that erodes, you know, self-help and all the self-words we talked about at the beginning of the podcast. When I think with that is as I sit there and I talk to people, it, that that lack of confidence, that lack of uh, social confidence, I guess, so to speak, it leads me to try to explain myself. And when mm-hmm. I explain myself, I tend to overspeak and I, I, I tend to uh, tell them things that I'm thinking about that perhaps are um, things that I am feeling less confident about. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I've always labeled this as transparency uh, is I, I'm being transparent with what I'm thinking, with what I'm feeling, with what I am doing. And uh, sometimes that stuff I think can breed the 
things that you're thinking people are thinking. For oh, instance, if, yeah. you, if you sit there and talk about how you don't do something well and you voice that to them, then they start thinking, oh, well, they don't think they do that well. You know what? They don't do that well. Okay, now right. I'm going to start watching for when they don't do that well. Yeah. I, and that, that's what tends to happen to, to me is I, cont- I, I continue to explain myself and explain the things that I'm thinking, the things that I'm feeling. And with that, I am almost opening up doors for people to now comes a self-fulfilling prophecy yeah at that it, point. It, those insecurities become real because i've talked about it and given them the, the the open door to look at me in that way yeah in fact when i when i'm doing one-on-one counseling or coaching with people i i always tell them up front listen i may be the nicest guy you've ever met but i am a jerk when it comes to words because words mean something and if any time in this process of this hour i hear you talk negative about yourself you know i'm going to do the equivalent of doing a nun smacking your knuckles with a ruler because words mean something you ever talk to somebody really says to your point they want to sit down and they're going to start off with that self-deprecating, you know, well, I'm really not smart and I'm I kind of afraid to ask because I don't catch on. Now now you've already set that tone in that person's mind. That, has, that says nothing about how that person feels about you. That's this lack of confidence that tells you how you feel about yourself. Totally different. So your lack of confidence not only sets expectations for you Absolutely. and how you approach the situation but it also sets the expectations for other people right. because of how they see you react to your lack of confidence right and so that that's that story that negative uh narrative you have that we we already assume what they're going to think we have no clue what they're going to think we think that they're going to think what we think about ourselves so yeah sometimes our our lack of confidence exposes a lot about ourselves. uh just as someone who's overconfident you ever uh i did a wedding one time <laughs> It was a small wedding, and during the ceremony, uh, after the bride said her her vows, the groom decided to sing his vows. Somewhere there, he had a false confidence that he had a good voice, because <laughs> it was like two cats suffocating is what it was, and it was painful, but someone had told him in the past that he had a, an amazing voice. I guess their definition of amazing would be different than mine. But so I, I think just as the lack of confidence, uh, overconfidence kind of feeds into our last podcast of, of pride and arrogance and uh, not, not being uh, grounded in reality. Well, and I think what you just said there is that possibly what we need to talk about too is the fact that overconfidence is not what we're talking about. We're not trying to build up overconfidence. We're not yeah. trying to to build up someone who's uh, got a big head. Mm-hmm. You know, instead, we're trying to build the confidence and make sure that we have enough confidence to where we can present ourselves and, and and know that we can do it, you know, when we don't feel like we can, that we know we can uh, reach out when we don't know that we can, when we know mm-hmm. that we can present ourselves in such a way where we can buy virtue of having this built up confidence we can help others yeah. i think is also uh, a good point is if you're not confident in yourself and in your abilities or in whatever way that you can help people then you're probably less likely to help people you're less likely to love people if you don't feel like you can be loved because yeah. of your lack of confidence yeah. so part of it is a support issue is when when you have confidence you can understand where you can support people and where you can't mm-hmm. where you can kind of 
set those boundaries. You can also realize where you can get support and where you can't. Yeah. To have the confidence to know your decision making is good or not. Yeah. To know if you've built up the right foundation, the right, as we said a couple podcasts ago, yeah. if you have the right support beam in place Correct. on that foundation yeah. in order to make these decisions. So really we need to build up that confidence in order to know that we are in a good place and that that the things that we are doing are the right things and that we can help people through it, through things like support, decision-making, being a, a person that can be leaned on. So I think one of the main themes of the last few podcasts when we talked about this foundation, really, and t- today is no different, uh, it's about balance. So we're not talking about overconfidence. We're not talking about underconfidence. We're not, like, we're not, you can love someone, that's great, but you can love someone too much at the expense of yourself and others. So the, the theme, the, the, the thread through all of these uh, themes we've talked about on this series is a set of balance. And when, when you talked about love, I was thinking about, I just, yesterday I was doing a, a conference call, uh, a little coaching session with someone on the other side of the country who's a very generous, generous, generous man. And he says he loves people. Uh, one of the reasons he's coming with me, uh, working with me is because he has zero confidence in himself total self-depreciating humor and perception. And I asked him, do you really love people because you give to them? Do you really love them? Because the Bible says, if you don't love you, you know, you love others as you love yourself. So if you don't love yourself, which you've already admitted, do you really love people? And if not, what, what would be the reason for your giving at that point? And he was quiet for a while. And he said, you know, I, yeah, that's a good point. And of, and of course I, agreed with him because all my points are good (laughs) and then he said i think i care for people but i think giving is what i'm doing to try to win them over so that's not a person who's confident in himself that's that's a person who's who's trying to manipulate confidence which is not confidence at all well and i think that this also brings us to another point which i think is relationships right is relationships in relationships i think it's it's very easy if you're not confident you can uh, you don't have those relationships like we said a second ago, but I also think that it's very easy. And that brings us to a good point is in relationships, I think there can be a, a need for confidence as well. And, and where I come from is uh, kind of the concept that my brother talked about me with me a while ago, which was the the desire to say yes. He, he said, I want to write a book and it's about all this stuff. But one of the main points is, is to say yes. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and to say yes more times than you say no and see where that leads you. And he started talking to me about it. And basically the concept is, is that in relationships, uh, I, I think a lot of times we can say no. Like, for instance, um, my lack of confidence in the past has kept me from wanting to go places and be with friends mm-hmm. because of the fact that the the lack of confidence builds up that social anxiety, um, which makes me wonder, does anyone even want me here? Yet your wife is a highly social person. Yes. And so we, we clash in that area, right? Right. Or, or you could go the opposite way and say, we, we kind of help each other out. (laughs) But, but my, my my thought pattern has often been when I've been in those situations, especially in my, in my twenties, even before I, I met my wife and, and even shortly after, and still to this day, in a small way is do the people even want me here? You know, do, do they want to be around me? I just, 
don't understand that concept of why or if um and, and it comes from insecurities and a lack of confidence well this whole thing with saying yes i think um is where i need to become better because if you say yes to things you're going to have better greater experiences and you need to do that despite your lack of confidence and that's the whole point that my brother was telling me and it's really funny because he um he was giving me an example he was at a conference um with his company and he uh he went uh and just starts saying yes to some people and people say hey do you want to do this do you want to do that yeah yeah okay and he just starts saying yes because he's kind of like me in that he doesn't naturally want to say yes he wants to go sit up in his room and Mm -hmm. you know um, just be by himself and he, mm-hmm. he's a little bit of an introvert like that and so am I and so he, he started saying yes to to these people at this conference well the day goes by the night goes by and then all of a sudden he's made a new friend who is a guitar player for the band that's playing mm-hmm. and so he gets up on stage on stage next to them and it's um it's Vanilla Ice and he's the he's the band that's the playing at one? this conference yeah Vanilla Ice really yeah and so my brother is sitting 25 feet away videotaping send it to me and my sister and uh vanilla ice is right there and and it just all stemmed from him him overcoming his lack of confidence to say yes to all these things he's like if i wouldn't have said yes then i would have never had that experience i would have been up in my hotel room hanging out and uh you know in my phone on my tablet you know doing work whatever but because that i had a great night where i got to hang out and actually be on stage you know where there's 3,000 people sitting in this in this place where this music concert's going on and I get to sit on stage and hang out and actually you know hang out with the band and all that stuff which is really cool because he's a musician and he likes it but having that confidence or overcoming that lack of confidence to start saying yes to things is important well he realized the potential experiences he's robbed himself of from not saying yes correct yeah and I think a lot of us have that issue where maybe we say no to things because of the lack of confidence. I think it's important that we learn to start saying yes. So if confidence and certainty are synonyms, and they are, then if I say yes, there's two possible things that could happen. It could be a, a positive experience or a negative experience. But you know what I can be certain in? I'm going to learn from either one of those. So if if I always look at a negative response as a waste of time or a reason I shouldn't have said yes, uh, I might be robbing myself of a learning experience because I know me. I'd learned most of my young lessons in life uh, the hard way. <laughs> and, and so I think I, it's so funny, too, because when I tell people, you know, I was, a, I was a pastor and I speak at conferences and camps. And if you would have known me in junior high, I was the guy that would throw up the morning of having to get in front of class and do your um, – uh, your oral presentation. I would ditch that day and, and try to figure out how I could tell my teacher I'd have to do it alone with her. And so, I mean, that's a total flip-flop of what I've become until I stretched myself and realized, hey, this is fun. Hey, I don't care if you like it or not. I liked it, you know, and, and that's not a, por- a point of of pride or arrogance. It's a point of I, I've learned something from that. When uh, I gave an oral presentation and one of the guys came up to me afterwards and said, you know, I really learned something, but could you have said that better this way? And after he said, I'm like, you know what? You're right. I could have. What a great learning. It wasn't negative criticism of which I'm afraid of. My lack of confidence comes from uh, the fear of, of uh, I, I don't want to say being stupid, but not knowing everything. And so 
that it's robbed me from doing that. And when I listened to him, he, he changed the way I looked at things. And so, yeah, I, I, I track with your brother. He realized that at that point that to always to say no, sometimes might rob me of a, an experience that I may not have had otherwise. Yeah. And so I think it's also important that we, we continue to start becoming self-aware that we be, we continue to start saying yes. We continue to start, um, building up that confidence in order that we can have the great experiences yeah. so we can have the great relationships so we can have the good expectations so we can we can grow from it because i think without confidence there's a lack of growth absolutely and, and without confidence there there's uh you, you almost stagnate yourself mm-hmm. and keep yourself away from becoming the full version of who you should be so how how do you think your lack of confidence affects your wife <laughs> uh which means you're going to have to answer her, which isn't fair, but you have a pretty good idea. Well, I, I, I can tell you right now that from a social, yeah, um, which we just talked about, is she's the, the very social person. I'm, I'm, I want to leave early from everywhere that we're at. Be- <laughs> and I think that, that stems out of this. is I, I just am like, there was a long time ago where I realized that people stay way too long at parties. They, they overstay their welcome. Yeah. And I don't want to be that person. Yeah. Because after that person leaves, it's like everyone just talks crap about that person, right? <laughs> <laughs> and so I don't, don't want to. you go to, but yeah. I, I, I don't. Or the next day, it's like, can right. you believe so-and-so stayed that, you know? You can catch our cues of yawning yeah. and yeah. Yeah, right? Get a hint. <laughs> um, I don't want to be that person that has to get a hint. I don't want to be that person that has to, to worry about, did I stay too long? Did I overstay my welcome? Yeah. Because of the social anxiety, I don't take social cues very well. Right. Correct. And so I would rather err on the side of not staying long enough than staying too long because the person who doesn't stay long enough doesn't get crap talked about them. Right. right? They just must be very important. Have busyness. Oh, Hey, there you go. That's confidence. Or they builder, talk right? about you say, well, they, they didn't want to be here. They made their obligatory drop by. Yeah. yeah. I mean, all those are all those good and bad comments say more about us than they do the people at the party yeah so so with that said is i uh i i do have uh i have those social things and i think that's that that's probably uh caused my wife not to have fun but but what (laughs) but what we've realized so so this happened on father's day right is uh i wanted to leave i could tell my wife did and she was having fun we're at my my family's house and we're hanging out and she was having fun and, and i said you know what hey i'll take the kids home and I'll put them to bed and do all that stuff. And you can stay a little bit longer and then just get a ride with my niece who lives with us and, you know, get a ride with her or or even Uber if you want to. I mean, it's two miles away. Yeah. Uh, Uber and, and you can uh, just come home whenever. And that made such a difference, yeah. I think, for her. It, I saw her face light up. I saw her all of a sudden become, you know, very vibrant and be like, wow, this is incredible. We can do this. And I said, yeah, I want to go home of, and you don't want to. Your confidence before was seemed selfish, but this looked like you actually thought this through and how can I still feed a little bit of my social anxiety is time to leave, but not have it affect my wife. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. and I think it's not a lack of confidence anymore. It's just that, that lack of confidence 20 years ago, not 20 years ago, but maybe 20 years ago um that, that that lack of confidence 10 to 20 years ago just built in this kind of pattern that now i've become this person who yeah. doesn't like to be around at parties long and and it's not because of a lack of confidence anymore it's just because 
I don't like hanging out that much anymore. So the mark of a good relationship is that, uh, you know, you make her a better woman. She makes you a better man. Has she helped grow that in you? Has she helped grow that in me? Yeah. A little bit. Um, I'm still stubborn as anything. And uh, <laughs> we, uh, we've we realized that as we raise our kids, that my kids take after me and being stubborn. But, um, but yeah, I, 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 I stick to the things that I like, yeah. right? a lot and that's the way that I'm stubborn here and and the thing that I like is not to have to stay too long Mm -hmm. you know I want to have the freedom to leave when I want to leave um and and it's caused some issues but she's she's pushed me a little bit to to stay longer and I've pushed her a little bit to stay less time so um you know it's a little bit of a compromise yeah and that would be the same except in in my scenario I would be your wife and my wife would be you and That's why I like candy. Yeah. <laughs> and, and you know, if I left her to her own demise, she would never get off the corner of the couch with her iPad. And if she left me to my own demise, I would probably never be home. I'd be at somebody's house all the time or have people in my house 24-7. So there is a certain balance there. But, you know, certainty, I mean, uh, confidence as it a synonym of certainty also works in a relationship when I'm certain of uh my wife so if i don't like me if i'm not confident in me i could think oh and my wife's in social settings she's finding other men attractive then i start to assume certain things you know but but confidence gives me trust and faith in my wife too based on i'm i feel good about me and when i don't feel good about me i always i always spread it out amongst the crowd because like they're all thinking what i'm thinking and so confidence really uh, confidence and how that plays out through the the navigation of a marriage is really a big, it's really a big deal. Yeah. Confidence is, uh, uh in, in not only marriage, but any relationship is, right. is yeah. a big deal. Yeah. I remember now, just as you're saying that, I remember that I had a buddy who, um, we we're hanging out one time and he got a, a, a text from his girlfriend. It was a picture of her driving and he's like, that seatbelt is backwards. She's not driving. She's in the passenger seat. Who is she with? <laughs> and, and he just went into this, sp- yeah. you know, downward spiral of what's going on. She's cheating on me. She's wow. with somebody else. She didn't say that she was with someone. So who is she with? She's got to be with a guy because she didn't say who she was with. She'd tell me if it was a girl. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and he went into this thing yeah. and, and I said, dude, you do know that when you take a picture and it's a selfie, it reverses the image. He's like, oh. Never mind. Yeah, never. <laughs> I guess you're right. And he, he started calming down yeah. from there. And and I think he had that same. And, and that's exactly. I mean, same at, scenario. Yeah. As I as I was single, I had the same issues. I, I started thinking, okay, you know what? What's going on here? What's happening? So oh, they that haven't confidence me. that you're not good enough. If yeah. you're not good enough, they'll probably leave you. Is that? Yeah. That I mean, I I think that comes from the old adage that if if a person hasn't texted you back within a certain amount of time what's going on yeah where are you yeah you know in relationships i remember when i was single that was a big thing is it was like all of a sudden if if that person's not hasn't texted me in like 15 minutes what the heck Mm -hmm. you know what's going on then i start thinking okay should i text them again should i not text them again what's the right amount of time what's the right amount of time (laughs) when should you call a girl after two days three days or right away sounds like an episode of friends or something Uh, how i met your mother that's where i got that from yeah I knew we had a TV reference in here somewhere today. Oh, uh, Ted Mosley, you're <laughs> such an awesome person. Okay. Anyways, um, but but confidence is important in relationships. Yeah. Confidence is important in any relationship. I mean, if, even like uh, from a parental relationship, uh, being confident in the way that you parent. Um, I I think that everyone comes out and says, "Man, I don't want to screw this kid up." Yeah. 
right? But as you start parenting, you, you build confidence. And as you start researching, you build confidence. And so I think that's one one way that we can start becoming more confident is is actually taking the time to learn, yeah. to become self-aware. That's learning about ourselves, right? Yeah. So we need to become self-aware. We need to become uh, people who understand what's going on in, in our lives and how we look to other people and how we act to other people. Becoming self-aware without becoming so psychoanalytical that it paralyzes yeah. us. So, so conf- confidence, certainty, and there's another synonym that finds its way in there, which which is trust. So we've talked about building this foundation. If I trust the foundation that I built, I should be able to have confidence in it. If I don't trust it, then I'm not going to add a, a wall, a room, you know? So yeah. if I, if I'm confident in my relationship with my wife, then I'll trust her when she's out and doesn't text me back. Yeah. If I'm not confident in my relationship, then my mind goes and I start to assume, and, and no one ever assumes good things. Like, oh, I bet she's at bingo winning $100,000. We assume the negative. And so, again, trust is a synonym to confidence and certainty. So to gain the trust, the confidence, the certainty that we all desire, uh, to build those things up in our lives, to build up the, the skills and the the just innate abilities in ourselves to say yes to things and to grow um, how do we do that? What are some things that we can do to, to kind of manifest that? Well, one of the things, and it, it probably uh, pertains to a lot of subjects we've talked about, but when, when you don't have confidence, there's this initial thought where you have to make a choice, will I have confidence or not? And when you don't, uh, one of the things I, I badger all my clients with is it's important that you challenge your assumptions. So at that moment, you stop and say, I'm going to say no. Why am I saying no? Am I saying no because I'm fearful? Uh, is it going to, you know, you start to go through this checklist. You challenge your assumptions. And at the end, you might find, well, it's ridiculous that I don't say yes. Um, I, and I think sometimes you kind of have to visualize you saying yes. That's kind of that third and ten we've talked about. So, like, I, I know when I, I go to lunch with three or four of these guys I go to lunch once a month with, one of the goals is we stretch the heck out of each other. So I go there knowing they're going to ask me a question on a subject they know I don't like, don't want to talk about, or I don't feel confident in having enough knowledge. I know that. So I visualize my answer. I kind of uh, third intend it. Uh, I, I end up studying that night before I go to lunch. How stupid is that? That, that comes with a little bit of non-confidence. But I, I use that as a positive thing. Like they're stretching me because you mentioned one of the – one of the best ways to gain more confidence is you have to grow in confidence. And you don't grow in confidence unless you take risks. Uh, not stupid risk, maybe uh, calculated risks maybe at first. But I think visualize that, challenge your assumptions. Are a couple, do you have any? Well, I think we have to be, as part of what you just said, you have to be willing to fail. Yep. And not let that ding your confidence. Because I think so much when we fail as people who are not confident – I'll speak for those who aren't confident. Um, But as we fail, it really makes us think, uh, well, should I have even been doing it? Should I have taken that jump? Should I have taken that risk? Should I have taken that opportunity to do this? Mm -hmm. Uh, Well, you know what? I failed and I knew I was going to fail. So therefore, every time I think I'm going to fail, I shouldn't do it because I'm just going to fail. And it just kind of is this circle of deception that happens in our minds. Yeah, that's that self fulfilling prophecy you know as you were talking i was thinking of one of the guys i've been working with and i challenged him 
to and his more because he uh and really it does fit into the lack of confidence but he lived a fear-based life and so he had to do a 30 days he's 20 he's in the 20 22 23 days into this for 30 days i asked him to do something that either scared him frightened him or stretched him and he had to journal it and tell me what uh what the end result was good or bad so when i checked up on him uh this past Monday to see how he was doing. He said, uh, and he used a couple of expletive delete. Uh, what do they call What's how they say? A, what's a swear word? An expletive? Yeah. I guess expletive <laughs> or a D word, you know, whatever. But he said to this challenge. And I said, but tell me, have you grown or not? He said, yes, but there's got to be an easier way to grow. And I said, I don't think so. So he's got a 30 day challenge to do something every day that stretches scares or he hasn't tried before and what's really it it boils down to the bottom line of what's the worst that could happen you know if i stand up and bomb a speech what's the worst happen i don't die you know children don't starve in in foreign countries because i screwed up the speech so at the end i think we we check our the how we value something i think we overvalue things and that's why our lack of confidence shows itself. So we don't become fearful of, of what the ramifications may be. No, we become excited and, that and, even in a bad experience, it might be a learning opportunity. Well, and that's where people like me who are glass half empty look at it and say, okay, hey, what are all the things that could happen? I, I yeah. said to someone at work today, I'm that person who looks at the least common denominator. That way, I'm always surprised unless instead of always, yeah. you know, um, not surprised, but uh, what's the opposite of what I'm thinking there? Um well, you, you, you're, when it happens, then you're excited about yeah. it. Well, I'm always surprised unless of all, instead of always yeah. disappointed. And so I think that that's how us introverts, glass half empty people, people who lack confidence a lot of times will will look at things as not is we'll look at the ramifications rather than look at the reward. Well, and I would say potential ramifications because I, I read an article a year or so ago in, in psychology today and it said how they come up with statistics. I'm not sure. Cause I think 80% of statistics are, are not right anyway. And that was a subtle joke for those of you who are mm-hmm. mathematicians out there, but they said 60 to 70% of the things that we fear or worry about never come true. And I understand why people do that. They feel like if I'm going to be hurt, embarrassed, I'm going to prepare for it in advance. And then if it doesn't happen, I'm excited. But most of the time it doesn't happen. So you, you've caused yourself to be 60 to 70% negative. And, and that's never, that's doesn't have a good uh, end result in your life. It only feeds the negative narrative in your life. So that's where challenge the assumptions that it may be wrong and doing it just to stretch you and even if it's embarrassing or it turns out bad you've learned something a don't try that again but you don't know that until you try what are some other ways that we can you know build up that confidence in ourselves i think for most of us as visual people we have to see it ourselves, and a lot of times in our own handwriting in real time in first person that's why i ask people to journal so if you're honest in your journaling you write in your journal on Thursday, I, you know, I have to get up and give a speech at work. I'm scared to death. I'm worried about this. I explain in my journal all the uh, cup half empty stuff. So on Wednesday, when you give your speech, you journal that night that it really went well and people really accepted it. When you read that, when you read back over jur- your journal, what's going to stand out is the negativity that you that you live in and how 
how it made you sick to your stomach and the butterflies and a little edgy at home. And it really wasn't worth it because the end result just wasn't what you thought it was. So I think journaling is always in so many other areas. And we could probably say journaling in every podcast we've ever done. I think when you journal and read, read it back, you'll expose to yourself the negative narrative that you have that causes your lack of confidence. When journaling is just like a, it's almost like pictures, right? Because you don't remember certain things. You don't remember what, you know, that's why everyone takes pictures on vacations. They take pictures, well, they take pictures everywhere now, right? They take pictures of your stinking food, but, um, but people take pictures now so they can remember things, right? Yeah. And, and and so they can remember those vacations. Right. They can remember those adventures. They can remember all those things. They can see the things that they were wearing, the things that they were doing, the the way their hair looked. Oh, hey, I didn't remember I had that haircut. That's yeah. that's crazy that I had that haircut. Yeah. That haircut looks idiotic, which I've seen a couple of idiotic <laughs> haircuts on Facebook lately. Yeah. Next generation. Hashtag next generation. Yeah. Anyway, all, all I have to say is uh, that journaling, it, it, it kind of exposes those things like yeah. that because you don't remember the places that you were. You don't remember the things that you did. You don't remember what you were thinking. Right. And I think that's what journaling gives us above pictures and videos is it allows you the insight into what you were thinking. It's a real and, time. And so you can go back and you can yeah. look at it and say, okay, that's what I was thinking. Man, now look how this worked out. So. To my illustration, I, I worried all Tuesday night about giving a speech at work in front of everybody, and I made myself sick, and I thought of everything wrong. So I, I perform the speech on Wednesday, and it's a hit. All I tell everybody is, oh, that was so fun. That was so exciting. You know, I, it was so well-received. You feel so good, and you forget about how you felt Tuesday night. And I think you're right. That's where journaling kind of gives you the full picture. Uh, so, like, when you were when you had fun, in the 80s and 90s, well, 90s, when you had fun in the 90s, you didn't realize when you look back now that you were wearing parachute pants. And how could you possibly have fun in parachute pants? You thought you did until you look back. So I think you're right. I think journaling is a wonderful full picture uh, that hopefully we learn from. I mean, why did we ever think wearing our clothes backwards was cool? I mean, that's just, it's dumb when you look back at uh, it, right? Crisscross. Crisscross will make you jump, jump. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Wow. Um, so I, you know, I, as we're talking about all this, we talk about the relationships, we talk about all the, all the places that we can have confidence relationships and in the way that we work and the way, and the things that we do, uh, and our expectations mm-hmm. and, and, and how we get and ask for support and how we give support and give help and, and how we have those relationships. I think it's also important that we look at one last place and that's in the, in, um, the spiritual realm. And this is, this is a place where I've kind of had issues of confidence lately, I would say, you know, I, I feel like I used to be very confident about God and what was going on mm-hmm. and, uh, my faith in God and, and where I was going after this life. And, uh, as we talked about in our death podcast, and as we talked about in several other places, you know, uh, I, I haven't lost my confidence in that or lost my salvation in that, but, um, confidence kind of wanes is uh, am I really right in what I believe you know and you start thinking about uh, is what I am believing is what I'm doing really correct because certain things have fallen by the wayside for me you know I've looked at you know I used to think that uh, in in, that um, conservatism was the best thing ever when I grew up in the 80s and it was Reagan and it was Bush right conservatism was like yeah, that's the that's the American way. How could you ever be a liberal? And now I'm starting to say, how, you know, with all these things that are happening at the border, with all these things that are happening in other countries, how can you say America first? I mean, 
we're we're Christians. We're supposed to be for all of humanity because all of humanity was built in God's image, right? And so I'm I'm becoming a conservative liberal, yeah, <laughs> a, a little bit liberal in some ways, conservative like to, as my know, base, right? Tony Campolo, I love the way he says it, and he's a, a lightning rod for some people. But he says he always says, "I am a conservative in my theology and a liberal in my practice," yeah. and I think that's a great way to phrase that. Yeah, and so. W- as that those things have kind of waned and, and come into to light a little bit and, and have realized how I was wrong in that, I start equating that as most people yeah. do in this nation with a uh, conservative equal equals uh, van, um, not evangelism. What is that? Uh, oh, evangelicalism. Evangelicalism. Yeah. Um, and so, uh, therefore, is evangelicalism right? And so I start questioning that and walking through that. And I think my faith is starting to wane with the church, the institution, not with my relationship with right, God, right? Right, right? And so uh, I, I think that our faith can really get messed up and we can lose confidence, and especially in this day and age, as as has happened for me. So I think it's important that we build up our confidence in our faith. And I, th- I think that's such a great point. And I, I think it's important to insert here that confidence shouldn't be... Uh, changed on how you feel because feelings lie to you and sometimes we feel a certain way therefore we think that it's true uh and 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 so confidence has to be built on truth not necessarily just feelings i was listening to an old uh i had a bunch of old uh cassette tapes and i was deciding whether i'm going to keep them or not and i had a bunch of tony evans it's it's my favorite african-american preacher from from texas I met him once and heard him in Promise Keepers, and I just, I love him. And he was talking about how the mind plays games, and it's not about feelings. He said it's about confidence in what's true. So he's talking about his favorite group in the 60s was the Temptations. He goes, and what was their favorite song? My Girl. And he says, so he said, remember the lyrics? He said, I have, uh, when it's cold outside, I have the month of May. When it's dark outside, I have the suns that ray. Where, what? So you ask, how could that be? Well, it's my girl. So his confidence wasn't on how he felt. It's on the truth of his relationship with his girlfriend. And then he then he kind of took some real liberties and uh, quoted the lyrics of the song and changed my girl to my God. But, I mean, it worked, and it was still a pretty powerful message. But, again, confidence can't be built on feelings and emotions. Confidence has to be built on truth. And I think that's kind of what you're saying. The truth, if the gospel says to love everyone, and the, as you love the least of these, you've loved me, that becomes the truth. Yeah. And so, you know what, I I think it's important right now. I, I have a buddy, and uh, let's call him up. Let's. Uh, he, he's a pastor of apologetics, and if you don't know what apologetics are, is it's basically the building foundations to know what you believe and to mm-hmm. be able to articulate it, right? Yeah. And so... Um, Let's call him up. His name's Robbie, and uh, let's see uh, if we can get him online and, and talk to him about it. Hello? And so that's where we're going to stop this week, and we'll pick up next week as we continue our conversation on building up confidence and what it means to build up confidence in our faith. So please join us next week as we continue that. You can also check out our website at rppodcast.com for any previous or future podcast, as well as all of our social networking sites where you can ask us questions, leave feedback, or even become part of the conversation. We'd love to hear from you. So check us out on those social networking sites. We hope that you had a great week 
and that you will continue to have a great week. And thanks so much for listening, and we'll see you next week. Mm-hmm.